0: This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, November 18th, 2017. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...more essential economic freedom. The excessive decline... ...in the dollar... the lack of pedagogy... ...the late rally on Wall Street... think to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... ...growing
1: This is Money Talks.
0: Good morning, good morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon, your host, here with Jennifer Thomas and Casey Smith. So, uh, stock market, let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, S&P 500 on the week. We're up, anybody who said up last week, which I think was everybody um, who was on, uh, was absolutely right. We're up 28 basis points, 0.28%. Consumer staples, the big winner, up 2.6%. Consumer discretionary is up as well, 1.2%. Do we have anything down? Yes, absolutely. We got energy. Energy is off over four percent in the yeah, week. Holy cow! Week.
1: Yeah. Oil prices uh, coming coming back a little bit yeah. on us and a uh,
0: little bit of overproduction. You think in yeah. the Middle
1: East? That's what it seems seems yep. to be the case here. And market uh, didn't react too favorably to that for a few days, but then it bounced back and was able to finish positive. So
0: yeah. Well, the big news this week has been tax reform, right? It has. That's what's uh, on
1: everybody's mind and. I guess as as of uh, earlier today, the um, House of Representatives pushed through the tax bill that they had been trying to get passed here, so uh, the market responding positively to that.
0: Yeah, up almost a percent. I think it's 0.8 percent in the day, uh, given that new tax reform. Uh, a few things inside that tax reform are going to have to be worked out with the Senate. Um, yeah. I think they're going to start putting that through. Uh, the finance committee in the Senate and see if they can come to some sort of an agreement. Probably the biggest uh, news out of the vote, there were eight Republican uh, congressmen and women who uh, voted against the bill. And it was basically because it didn't do away or it did do away, rather, with the uh, state and local uh, tax as a as a write off. Um, And to be honest with you, this is something that I've kind of struggled with over the last few weeks. Think about this. Uh, you've got people that won't vote for a federal tax cut because it also cuts their ability to write off state and local taxes which means that the state then should take priority and be able to raise taxes to whatever level just so that uh so that you know the rest of the nation has to deal with uh with higher taxes uh, to me it seems like the tail wagging the dog
1: yeah go ask your you know representatives from California and New York and New Jersey, New Jersey. You know. I think
0: North Carolina even uh, some of those uh, representatives voted against the bill, and, and basically because of the same thing, you can't write off those local taxes. And I, you know, h- however you want to get it figured out. And to me, it's not enough to hold up uh, the whole process. In fact, I would say maybe you need to go check out uh, folks on your in your local. Politics and see if maybe you can make some changes. Uh, I did hear a gentleman from New Jersey who was railing about the fact that uh, they send a dollar to Washington and only get eighty cents back, and um, his, the local folks take care of everything that's needed around there. Well, are you pushing for an exemption of all federal tax then? Maybe maybe you shouldn't have to pay it and just pay your local tax. <laughs> I, it's just bizarre. I mean, this this whole debate to me is um it's in some ways unbelievable that you know folks would would camp out on certain spots I, adding to that i guess you you read the news these days and you get all kind of uh uh ideas as to what's right and what's wrong i, I saw they were talking about 401 case being uh in the under the radar because uh supposedly the the uh, House had talked about uh, the potential for uh, reducing the the uh, write-off of some 401K uh, contributions. Mm-hmm. And if you read deeper into the story, of course, you have to read about two pages worth before you get there. Uh, it says that it's for those folks that are over 50 and make over $500,000 a year. So how big of an impact do you think that is going to have? I mean, it's not... That, that's, uh, that's pretty much on the tail of the income.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's what I think a lot of this wrangling is over the impact of a few, you know, a select right. few. Rather and, than and the, the way it's getting reported, like I say, it's salacious. Well, people, I mean, that's they, scaremongering. They,
2: yeah, they read, you know, it's just a snippet. And then, you know, it goes crazy that, oh, my gosh, they're going to take away your ability to invest in your 401K the way you have and get the tax benefits that you've received in the past and, you know.
0: Yeah, it's not quite that way if you read the whole story. Um, I guess they want you to have a knee-jerk reaction and call your senator or congressman immediately and insist that they do not have any sort of tax reform. But um, anyway... Uh, I guess we can get back to our numbers now that, uh, that I've led us that far astray. Uh, Year-to-date, S&P 500 is up almost 18%, 17.7%. Casey, uh, can you tell
1: me what that number
0: says? Information technology is up what?
1: 39.53%. Holy cow. Yeah that's, a, yeah, that's a pretty nice run out there. I, and We talk about this a lot on the show, but at what point do you start to be concerned at all about a bubble forming in technology. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, Casey, in, in rebuttal to that, you look at earnings growth in the third quarter, which is, yeah, we're almost finished. 470 of the 500 S&P 500 companies have reported earnings growth is up 24.4%. Mm-hmm. Now, you put any sort of a multiple on that, which we know there is a price to earnings multiple, yeah. and it doesn't look so far out of whack, right?
1: Yeah. No, it's. And that's the thing, what we've been telling clients is, you know, the, the market's hot. We've been – it's been – we haven't really seen much of a decline at all since 2009. Yeah. And there was a little blip there in 2011 when the debt got downgraded, and there's been a few minor uh, nicks and bumps along the way. But for the most part, we've been straight up since the last recession. Uh, and so the the question, the million dollar question, becomes: When's it going to pull back again? Yeah, we get that are, a lot, right? Yeah, and then the the answer is really fundamentally: there's no reason for it to. Right. I mean, the earnings seem to be growing at a pace that s- supports the level of the the prices in the market right now. We think it's a little bit overvalued. I think you said thirty percent or so last. Yeah, and and, and it's still time. still about right there. So uh, you know, well, while and that's what a I think bit, you're
0: seeing is is uh, uh, basically it's. Uh, some things that are expected being built into the current price, yeah, and part of that I think is tax, tax reform. reform. So, sure. so think about this: we just got house passage of a of a tax bill, yeah, and we saw less than one percent gain,
1: yeah.
0: uh, and we're talking about something that could could affect the bottom line by a pretty significant amount. We're going from a corporate tax rate of thirty five percent down to twenty percent, right. if in fact it passes as currently proposed. Um,
1: Which is something the Senate agrees with, by the way. So, right. I mean, so
0: let's face it, that would make more than a 0.8% impact on earnings, right? Absolutely. Unless it's already built into price.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I think when Trump got elected, you saw this. I mean, that was part of the sure the Trump bump or whatever you want to call yeah, it. It's an anticipation <laughs> it's, yeah, of exactly.
0: lesser regulation, lesser lower tax, right.
1: tax reform, possibly health care reform, but the market didn't. Didn't falter really when they were unable to get any of the health reform passed, healthcare reform. So hadn't faltered a bit over any of that. No, I mean, it we really were up,
0: uh, we were
1: up almost five
0: percent uh, after the election in uh, two thousand sixteen, and here we sit up almost eighteen percent in two thousand seventeen. And how much legislation has been passed so far? I mean, passed into law. Can you say none? Uh,
1: yeah, effectively. Uh, right. I mean, all the big the big stuff has been. Uh, you know they've been pretty much at a stalemate on and right. And We've had a few changes the here and there. Market is resilient, but. and the only response to that is its earnings, right? Yeah. I mean, the earnings it really is, continue yeah. to to be strong, and that gives support to the market. So. yeah.
0: Now we didn't say just how much earnings uh, grew in the third quarter overall. I did say 24.4 percent in uh, information technology, but the market overall earnings growth almost seven percent, six point nine seven yeah uh we had nine point six percent growth in uh, second quarter and fifteen and a half percent in the first quarter of two thousand and seventeen so uh pretty significant gains in earnings so far uh in two thousand and seventeen it's uh I, it's justifiable as as you say that you've been talking to clients about i mean you know is it totally justifiable? <laughs> well, it feels weird that we would have the market fly as much as it has, but if we do see some more of this regulation uh, I say some more. if we see regulation come to fruition, guess what we 're going to have we 're going to have even uh, more reason to believe the market is spot on yeah let 's take a quick break we 'll be right back you 're listening to money talks. <laughs> Time for the Dog of the Week. Dog of the Week this week. Let's talk about some politicians or the political scene. There's a, there's a new candidate uh, coming out, going to run for uh, president in 2020, none other than uh, Cherry DeVille. Jennifer, you know who that is?
2: No, no. not. Okay.
0: Well, I will tell you, she's probably got a more popular vice presidential candidate in uh, none other than Coolio. Nice. Coolio. Casey, you liking that?
1: I'll I'll vote for him. All right. (laughs) Why not? So
0: uh, this is is kind of the climate that we live in these days. Sherry DeVille, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, porn star.
2: This would be why I didn't know that name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I was hoping you said no. (laughs) She's 39 years old. Says she's been thinking about running for election since uh, Donald Trump was elected last November. I guess if he can do it, anybody can do it. Is that what we're thinking? Uh, are they
1: uh, what what, uh, uh, what party st- are they affiliated with? Uh, you?
0: Well, that's interesting. The party you like to party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Julio's on the ticket, who cares? Who it's cares? a party, right? It's a party. Uh, she says she's a, a libertarian liberal, whatever that means. I thought libertarians were like, who cares what happens? The smaller government's good, and stay out of my life. And yeah, liberal kind
1: of libertarian is sort of an oxymoron.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: so, you know, yeah, Not to mention the people that would vote for that ticket. But I'm just saying.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, there's, uh, <laughs> you know, she says uh, my philosophy of governing is based on integrity, honesty, and openness. Uh, I'll listen to my experts, and uh, I'm not an insane narcissist. I love other people. This, this is the statement. And I guess that's all it takes because uh, other than uh, playing the part of Hillary Clayton in a previous movie wherein <laughs> she was a candidate for presidency. and uh, So
1: she's got experience. Is that what you're telling me?
0: She she uh, yeah, did the nasty with a guy named Donald Trump in that video. Other than that, she's got no experience at all.
1: Nothing, hey, huh? You, nothing. Well, I, nothing. I, I'm speechless.
0: Uh, well, I mean, how much experience do you have to have these days? I mean, we've got an example currently uh, occupying the White
1: House that had none well, uh, politically. Politically speaking, well, I guess. Well, I mean, uh, some, some unless it comes out that a,
0: that he had know, worked for a while. as Yeah, well, there's that. There's that. Yeah, but it's still not political. And In fact, I think that's the reason that people voted for him. I'm still
2: uh, lost on the fact that she said she the fact that she's a porn star and said she loves everybody.
0: Is that a problem? <laughs> she's kind of she's job, all it tells me is she was willing to prove it. I guess maybe. Uh, anyway, I, I I will tell you right now that I don't believe she's won my vote. Don't think I'm voting there.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a, a little bit more convincing.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to you, Casey. Uh, I don't even want to know what you mean by
1: that. Yeah, don't read too much into it. Yeah, all right. uh, (laughs) On on another note, I have (laughs) have another uh, sort of semi-dog of the week for you. Oh,
0: okay, here we go.
1: Did you see this this painting, the Da Vinci painting? I did. It sold 430 no, $450 50, million. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that same painting was sold, I think, a few years ago for like 10000 bucks. Originally sold in 1958, I believe, for $60. $60? 60 that's inflation for you. That that as well, that's is a <laughs> heck of a rate talk, of return.
0: I think we just found our financial bubble.
1: Yeah, I'll yeah. say.
0: That, you don't see those kind of prices going off in uh, in recessions. It's, it's just diversification, right? Um, you know, yeah. Somebody well, who bought this
1: thing. They're looking to get a little more exposure to some asset classes that may not fluctuate with the market.
0: I, when and literally don't necessarily. But again, I don't think you're <laughs> going to get that price in the middle of a recession. So, tell me this, Casey. You you brought it up, and I want to hear your opinion. Uh, we talk about having a certain level of assets before you buy individual stocks instead of ETFs or mutual funds. Yeah. How much money do you have to have to well, start collecting
1: was, art to diversify your portfolio? <laughs> that's what I was wondering. $10
0: billion. Dollars. I mean, who
1: is this guy? <laughs> the the – the, purchaser has not been disclosed yet and i don't know oh, yeah. if they ever will but well let's hope they they believe that it is an individual so i mean
0: when i do foolish things that nobody knows about i'm not real quick to get I, on the radio <laughs> and
1: talk about it in his defensive he only paid 400 well he paid 450 but the, <laughs> the auction house got 50 of that
0: oh uh, yeah well uh, sale price it's good to be an auction house That's when what the I'm prices saying. are high huh
1: in the wrong business
0: oh maybe I don't know. That's nuts to me, but I, I don't. Think but it's I ever an heard asset
2: that doesn't pay dividends. I mean, these are the things that we talk about, right? It, yeah. it doesn't pay dividends. Yeah.
1: This is like y- you gold. have to sell
2: the entire you thing. You can't like sell a
1: piece of it. No. Can you imagine the insurance cost on that thing? Oh my no. gosh! I don't know how much it's going to cost. Just to tell hang them it's it worth sixty
0: bucks. Yeah, I, it was in the fifties. That's true. Just use the whatever, like three and a half percent. You and I did some calculations recently. Do the three and a half percent inflation number on sixty bucks, and tell them that you're that's your insurance. But of insurance. course,
1: yeah. if
0: somebody stole it, you would want it
1: replaced. I would think so.
0: You would want the value that mm. you foolishly paid for it to be replaced. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jennifer. This is uh, this is bigger fool theory to the max. And and by that, what do we mean? Uh, bigger fool? You got to find a bigger fool willing to pay more than you mm-hmm. paid for it. Uh, in order for you to make any money or even keep up with inflation.
2: It is only worth what someone is willing to pay for
0: it. That's right. And if you're looking at me, it surely is not worth $450 million. In fact, I'm not.
1: The pool of of individuals who could even (laughs) begin to afford to pay for it would be pretty limited, I would think. So
0: is that how we do the financial planning? Until you can afford a $450 million painting to tie up, and it's less than 5% of of your overall portfolio, would we still stick to that?
1: I believe so. Measure? I mean, that, I think so. Why not? It's yeah. still an asset. I guess you're right. Speaking speaking of that though, this, yeah. is, this is what they call a transition.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it was until you had to point it out. It's you know, if you put neon lights on something, it's
1: it's not near as cool. It's not as subtle. Right. The uh, we, we've got a, a situation here today talking about GE. So this has been in the news over the last. Week or so, GE slashed their dividend in half, yeah. Yep, um, went from, what, $0.24 cents a share down to $0.12 cents a share. Yeah, per quarter. Um, and so, you know, what, we've had some clients asking us, and um, rightfully so, you know, what, what to do with GE if they hold it. We used to hold it in the portfolio. We did. It's been about a year and a half. We sold it about point. a year and a half ago. Uh, we had some people who continued to hold it. One yep. of the main reasons was capital gains. Yeah. Taxes. So, that this is just highlights a point that we try to make all the time. I mean, just looking at some numbers earlier, uh GE is down 20% since October, so about a month ago it's it's down 20%. Troy, remind me what's the long-term capital gains rate? Uh
0: it's well, it depends on, if, on your if you're not t- in the highest bracket.
1: 15%? Okay. So is,
0: is the uh, the most federal yeah, most mm-hmm. widely So
1: if you would have sold it a month ago, paid your 15% capital gains, you'd be better off today than you are today because you are now down 20 and a lot of times you still have gains, right? Yeah.
0: There's folks that just are absolutely dead set on not paying tax.
1: Yeah. And the reality
0: is you're going to pay some sort of tax. If you're investing Mm -hmm. in a taxable account, you must pay. That's like the gatekeeper. You got to pay the gatekeeper in order to spend the money. Yeah.
2: You know, and, but you know, this is also one of the reasons that we, um, bring up or tell people not to have... We never want you to have more than 10% of any one stock in your portfolio, and we prefer it to be less than 5%. Right. Because what happens is when it grows to be a huge portion of your portfolio and then you've got all these gains in there, you're reluctant to sell it because you're going to have to pay the tax. Right. And then you're not diversified properly. And so you're letting... You know, it's it's very difficult. We see people all the time, well, you know, they don't want to sell this stock because it's at a loss and they think it's going to come back. But they don't want to sell this other stock over here because it's got a gain and they're going to have to pay taxes on it. Right. So the idea is just to not make any money and... Only yeah, sell things all, that are even. I'm yeah, not really it, sure how that. Have them. it all tied you know, up
0: in, in yeah. a stock you can't sell Right, exactly. right. And and, and,
2: and if, you know it is human nature to kind of yeah. you know um, yeah. think that way and and I'm not you know trying to poke fun more so than to just try to let people know that you you really I would love to pay a lot of taxes. <laughs> you know <laughs> because because that meant- you know what that means I'm making a lot of money. Right.
1: Yeah. And yep. so
2: that's the idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're definitely not investing in in a stock to try to lose money or to break even, for right. that matter. I mean, and, and within the case of GE, you know, another reason that people were hanging on to it or, or maybe still right. are hanging on to it, hey, it, it, I know that they're going through some trouble right now, but, hey, it pays a great dividend. Well, yeah. Not yeah. so much anymore. Right. And so that's another thing that we look at when we're buying it. If you, you have a company with a yield, I mean, a lot of times, you, obviously, the yield – is a function of the price, right? So if yes, the price absolutely. is higher and they're paying the same amount of dividends in dollar terms, then the yield is lower. If the price goes lower, then the dividend yield goes higher, just the way the math works. So the price of GE gets beaten up a little bit and said, hey, it's 5% dividend. Well, it doesn't take long to cut the 5% dividend down to 2.5%.
0: Which is just what happened, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so here's the
0: thing. I, Casey, you bring up a great point. Uh, when it comes to dividends, we've got a portfolio that we look at all the time. Uh, and all it does, all it includes is those companies that do pay a dividend. And, you know, the more robust the dividend yield, the better off it is to a point. Yep. Uh, when In the current market, if they get near 5%, I start getting a little bit worried, and I start looking at what they call a the dividend co- coverage ratio. Yep. It's uh, how many times earnings can actually pay out the dividend. It, it's a, a function of, uh, number one, health of earnings, and, and number two, uh, you know, where the price is as well as whether or not the dividend is actually sustainable. So, you know, when when we run into some of those things, it's uh, it, you got to be real careful. Casey, let's cut it right here. Let's uh, go to a break, and we'll talk more about this when we get back. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. We'll be right back. listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Casey Smith. And uh, we were talking about GE. Before we get back into that, uh, let's give them an idea as to how they can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your financial questions and answer them on the air. Uh, If you would like to call our question hotline, it's 1-855-429-9166. You'll call in. Leave your message. We'll play it on the air and answer the question right behind it. You can also email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. You can also call and talk to a human being. You can uh, get us at 770-429-9166. and then, you know, various other ways. Uh, go to our website, get your answers, uh, get your own answers to your questions, possibly, uh, if it's not too specific, uh, by thumbing through the content we have on our website. Again, that's h-e-n-s-s-l-e-r.com. So, Casey, we were talking about uh, uh, GE cutting its dividend. We got folks that are kind of caught in it. Now, what was strange about that is when they cut their dividend, the price went up
1: 2%. Yeah. Well, well I me, mean, it's interesting because, and and I personally like what this new CEO uh, Flannery is doing. I mean, he's trying to cut down on some expensive right. expenses, uh, eliminate some some portions of the company that aren't performing as well, and things like right. that. I mean, it seems like he's got at least the right uh, mindset to try to turn this thing around. It's probably going to take some time, though. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. So, if you still like GE and you think the prospects are good, I mean, you've, it's fallen pretty far so sure. it's down 50% or something since um, about a year ago um, so you know it's 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 at a price point that is a lot more attractive than it used to be and if you believe in the fundamentals of the company and that they might turn it around and you've got a long time horizon you know even if you hold it now if you've got a loss in it you can sell it harvest the loss buy it back in 31 days and right. it's probably not going to bounce back in 30 days um,
0: depends on where you bought it of course.
1: Yeah, it does. But I mean that's an option. You know, you might have gains in it. So, sure. It, you know, that's something If you've to held think about. it a
0: long time, you probably still do have gains. I mean, honestly, if you think about what's going on in somebody's mind, they've got this long long-term holding. It's yeah. got a big gain and they can't sell it or don't want to sell it. There's there's one of two things you have to do to get out of this thing without paying tax, right? You either have to hold on to it until it's at a loss yeah. Which you don't pay tax on, or you have to die and give it to somebody, right? Yep. yep. And and there's really no or other way you can way. give it away during your life. Yeah, right? and, and I mean could, there are you can give it away. Sure, a gift. Right? Yeah,
2: there are occasions when we meet with somebody that's older and that you know are you know fairly old, and they have a large position, and they're not going to necessarily need it, right? You know, to live off of. So sometimes you can talk to them about that and go, look, it, it may be best for you to just. Hold on to it because it's got a huge gain. Sure, you can and gift it. you know, and then when you pass away, it will get a step up in basis. Right. So I mean, and, and
0: we've also had clients. Casey mentioned this. Uh, we've had clients that are charitable, right? And uh, you know, give away uh, a fair portion of money mm-hmm. if you hand that off to your favorite charity, but whether it be your church or some other good right. cause uh and the church can, can take it sell it mm-hmm. and it's just like cash yeah. to them yeah. based on the fair market value in the in the market currently yeah. today
1: uh and that's yeah. a really good strategy if you if you're charitably inclined and you do have stocks that you know maybe uh, have a large gain but aren't necessarily meeting whatever your objective it is you're trying to achieve in your portfolio for whatever reason you know give those to charity don't give cash give the appreciated mm-hmm. stock right that way you're going to
2: yeah you definitely don't want to sell a stock at a gain to get the money to give to yeah, charity that's right. because you know it doesn't they, make sense yes. at all
1: because you get taxed and you're also correct. giving away the correct the market value of the stock some so. of these reasons though that that people you know hold on to these stocks is is kind of interesting i mean if you look at there's this whole new field, relatively new field, yeah, relative. behavioral finance. Our latest uh, uh, Nobel Prize winner actually right. did loads of work in this, uh, yeah. Richard, Richard Thaler. Thaler.
0: Yeah, Thaler, Thaler, you say potato, I say potato. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it, um, he, he has done a lot of work in this field, and it is an interesting field to think about just human psychology and now yeah. why people make decisions that aren't necessarily rational. I mean, when you when you go to school for finance, <laughs> they make the assumption that all investors are rational. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, but all investors are actually human, and humans aren't really rational every Most time. of the
1: time they're not rational at that's all. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: that's the reason that we wind up buying things when everybody else is buying and the price is high and yeah, exactly. selling when the market takes a takes a tumble. And well, and that's it, it why we money. use,
2: you know, we even have other associates manage our own portfolios. I, absolutely. Because, you know, you can be... Even in this business, you can be rational about a client's portfolio and irrational about your own. Well, I mean, look at GE.
1: Uh, I mean, the common behavioral flaw, gambler's fallacy, it's not going to keep going down forever. Eventually it's going to come back. right? I I roll the bones and win. It's the same thing as the dividend thing. You know, it's, oh, it's been paying a good dividend. Doesn't really matter what the price is. I'm getting the income off of it. Yeah. Well, that's all well and good until that changes. Right. Um, Until
0: you you better watch that dividend close. Or if
1: it's an emotional attachment to something, either, you know, maybe you inherited it a long time ago or. You used to work for the company, or your your one of your your father or close relative worked for the company, and you don't want to hang, you don't want to get rid of the stock just because of an emotional yeah. attachment to and, it.
0: And that could be the case here. GE has been around forever. Yeah. This was uh, one of uh, Edison's companies, right? Mm-hmm. It, sure, this has its origins in uh, the electrification of America.
1: Right, exactly. But uh, I mean, uh, you know, Dell, Kodak, yeah, Enron, Sears. Yeah.
0: How many of these?
1: There, I mean, uh, yeah. GM, for that Loads matter, back in them. the recession. I mean, yeah, took,
0: uh, GM took bailout money, and folks that owned it, uh, or owned their debt even, yeah. uh, wound up in a bad spot. So just because it's, it's been around
1: for a long time doesn't mean it's going to be around forever.
0: Exactly. When, um, it's not a reason.
2: When GM uh, took, took that... yeah. My dad went and bought a Ford for the first time ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know a lot of folks did that. It's That's the other <laughs> emotional <Yeah. laughs> bias, isn't it? You go and I'm buy done. some.
2: They took the bailout. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I didn't let that sway my decision <laughs> when I'm buying a truck, but uh, some people did. Mm-hmm. You see a lot more yeah. Fords these days, and uh, Ford did make it through the latest recession without taking government money. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll do it next time. but No. Uh Uh, You know, it's uh, they they did fine. They were able to weather the storm, no doubt. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, but
0: anyway, KC. So uh, I guess we've we've beaten this subject just about to death. I think
1: so. Yeah, I mean, just you got to keep your total portfolio in mind, not just thinking about one company. I mean, you you got to be diversified. That's going to lower your risk overall. Make sure that you've got exposure to a lot of different non-correlated areas. I mean, I joked around about the painting earlier. It's not entirely a joke. I mean, if you wanted to have a small piece of your portfolio in fine art because that was a non-correlated asset, we wouldn't have a problem with that as long as you keep it within reason, 5%, 10% of your max.
0: Right, and and there is a difference in fine art, something that might appreciate over time Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, things that you just like. Um,
2: I think, you know, another good point to make on this, though, is this is why we and our philosophy – tell people that we don't um, build a portfolio around the income that you're going to receive from the assets mm-hmm. because you never know when a company is going to cut its dividend. Um, you know, we look at it more from when you need the money. So, right. you know, it's if you need money in the next 10 years, it should be in a fixed income investment.
0: Yeah. Yep. I made the point a little earlier that on the day GE cut the dividend, price went up 2%. Mm-hmm. It's still down over 50% year to date, right? Yeah. And why was that? Because I think everybody knew they were they were having problems. They, mm-hmm. they were in potential peril of losing that dividend. Uh, yeah, it's you know, built in,
1: just like we talked about with right. the tax reform. And a lot of this stuff is, I mean, the price is not based on what we know today. It's what we know today plus what we expect to happen in the future.
0: Yes, it's uh, the market is always forward-looking. Mm-hmm. And who who can get excited about a 2% pop in a single day? When they've lost fifty plus, exactly in the in the <laughs> exactly. eight months prior. I mean, and it, they it's lost tough. half
2: of the dividend.
0: Yeah, and, and right, <laughs> and now they've lost their cash flow, which is the basis of of mm-hmm. evaluation.
1: Right, right, exactly.
0: Yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it's kind of a tough deal. But uh, we got some more questions here. Our good friend Bill Murray writes: uh, Do you believe the following statement? By the year twenty twenty three, the majority of passenger vehicles will be electric. If so, will electric utilities become a growth industry? Uh, is there a fund that picks the good ones? Uh, what about the companies that, that will install the electric recharging equipment at the gas stations of today? You know, there's uh, there are uh, funds that actually invest in technology, and, and I know um, just from some of the questions we've gotten in the past from Bill, uh, you know, that that's his, his focus. And you could probably just pick up a, a sector ETF and, and get the exposure. The problem is uh, it's hard to tell at this point. Uh, who's going to win this race? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think six years from now, saying that all cars will be electric, there's there are uh, companies. In fact, I think GM's one of them that said that uh, they expect to be putting out uh, all of their vehicles in electric uh, with an electric. Um, what would you call it?
1: Um, drivetrain.
0: I guess. Yeah, drivetrain. I, I was going for something a little more. Sophisticated than Act but I'll <laughs> go with what you got. Since I can't, i just of the, the paper Sophisticated, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I was thinking method of locomotion. Oh, there you go. Anyway, uh, drive trains, same thing. Uh, but anyway, I I uh, don't know that uh, that we will actually achieve that. A lot of times they say that technology catches you before you expected it, so uh, very well could be. Uh, we're up against a break. Why don't we take a quick break? And when we come back, let's talk more about just this situation i could probably talk talk about this for a whole show but uh we won't put you through that at this point stick around you're listening to money talks we'll be right back From atop the Hensler Financial Building, in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. We're back. Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Casey Smith and talking about all kinds of things. Most recently, technology and electric cars. Are we going to have electric cars only by 2023, I think that's probably a bit of a stretch. Well, this um, just says
1: the majority by 2020.
0: Well, here's the so. here's the thing that I'll say: if people that are buying a new car today, the average uh, the average uh, life of a car on the road today is what over 11 years, I think, uh, based on numbers that I've seen recently. So, uh, you know, if you're buying a car today, you're about halfway with the end of its life, if that be you know, if that, if that average holds true
1: throughout. Um, so, it's really hard to say. I, the technology is is today not there really I mean the the range on these electric cars um I mean it's what is it I saw it in here somewhere It's so like, 200 like 200 miles, miles. Yeah, 250 Yeah it's, it's approximately miles, 200 maybe miles. so uh, yeah. that doesn't you So get then you, you have to far.
2: stop and plug it in and Well and I wait think that's what to,
1: Bill's right. question or is Or does about, it
2: then beco- convert to gas Do you
1: well no they, they don't but if you if you start having uh electric stations recharging stations uh. at current gas stations yeah. that would kind of replace
2: Except for that how long does that take I mean I see well, these, I don't know some, enough
1: about it but yeah. well, I they think have some they will charge
0: is, to like 80% in in 30 minutes oh, or 35 okay. minutes and what they talk about
1: is having you know a spare battery right. so at these stations stop uh. and get a spare battery drop right. yours off and you just exchange it but even so, that's that's a lot of work. And granted, the technology is going to improve, but we're only talking five years. Well, yeah.
2: I did read that they are coming out with a new VW microbus that's going to be electric <laughs> in 2022.
1: So, Jennifer, I you know. might Jane own
2: car. an electric car. In so 2022. you might be one of the, <laughs> one of the
1: majority. <laughs> Maybe so. I just
2: thought that was fantastic.
1: Well, we yeah. were talking off the air. I mean, the the disruptor here, to to my, at least my opinion, is. What does the autonomous vehicle yeah. market do to this? Because yeah. while those might be electric, and I could see that being the case, a lot of fewer people are going to own cars if they can just call a call an autonomous vehicle to sure. pick them up at their house. And Absolutely, reduce the cost of owning a car and the maintenance and all yeah. of that. So, so,
0: so, Casey, I got one question for you. If that happens, what are you going to do with your garage?
1: Turn it into a man cave.
0: Of course. But you see what I'm saying. This could this could impact a lot more than just the automobile and your mode of transportation. I think what what it really could do is turn it into a situation where we just look at the car as transportation, not so much uh, today. They're kind of a status symbol. You want the big, fancy, shiny car sitting in your driveway.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but think about it. Uh, insurance, you don't pay it personally. It would be wrapped into your transportation costs. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if uh, self-driving cars do run into each other or do hurt you, then, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, the insurance man's issue to deal mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I I really think that there probably would be fewer instances of uh, automobile crashes. Um, think about how different traffic would be. You're not going to have this um, person, I'll say, in a very nice way, fly up on the left lane cross over four lanes of traffic and make everybody, thousands of people, stop so that they can get off at 285 when they're headed south or north on 75 on any given day. Or they're somebody gonna get doing in the lane 55 and, know, and mm-hmm. a
1: 70 and whatever. I they're, mean, there's, right. there's a lot more efficiencies, and, and you can right. have people, you know, tailgating each other, yeah, and not actually, if, yeah, it's, you know, be you like, drive within a few feet of each other and be okay.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine they're going to program that into, I, I really think, you know, we talk about behavioral biases. I think being a human being and being able to ride in a car that close to another car might be a little bit unnerving. Yeah. I just,
2: I know. And I, really I just have a they'll... hard time with the idea of that. I can't walk out my door, get in my car and go when I want to go somewhere without having to call someone
1: yeah.
2: and have it show up. And then, you know, like but just
1: I to mean, go there. You're to... almost there now. I, yeah. I'm, you're not I can far get from an Uber to my house in like five minutes. Most any time of the yes, day,
0: absolutely. I mean, if, if you think five minutes ahead, you really aren't
1: waiting. No, <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying, but I just think that I mean it's a disruption. Except for
2: in traffic, yeah, well, I mean right now it doesn't work because in traffic times sure. you have to wait half an hour yeah. or whatever.
1: Right, and you might have different pricing and things like that. But well, I mean, think about th- this. Think thing. about what about municipalities who are making all this money off of traffic tickets? Yeah. That goes away. Well, we what about parking? Vehicles, parking. What yeah. happens
0: with parking?
1: Yeah.
0: If if uh, I mean, think about it. We use our cars about ten percent or less of the time that we own it. Most of the time your car sits parked somewhere. Yep. But if you're not going to own the car and there's enough capacity to go around and, and deal with all of us, honestly, are, are you going to need to to uh, have the car parked anywhere? I really think it changes real estate a bit too.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they have
0: to park somewhere eventually. Uh,
1: but there'll be a lot of fewer yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, I mean, I'm sure that they could, instead of using expensive uh uh, urban, urban areas yeah. and urban real estate. I really believe that we could probably figure this out so that uh, so that the car can go in somewhere. They
2: could go to the go to the
0: airport. There's loads of cars down there already. That's but right. think about those those uh, parking lots down close to the airport. If the car could just drop you off and pick you up when you get back.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, it could have big implications on on industries that we haven't even really considered. Yeah, it's, um, it's
1: a disruptor for sure, and I yeah, think to answer Bill's question, it's uh, who knows which way this is going to go. I mean, right. this is only five or six years from now, and we may not be there at that point, but it's probably not as Maybe far off as we might 15. think.
0: Yeah, I think probably regulation is is the uh, the enemy to technology in this case, as it is in almost every other case, but only if you talk that next step where mm-hmm. we're going to autonomous cars. Um, I think electric uh, automobiles are are definitely away with the future. I'll throw in a plug here. Uh, I know that the Kennesaw State University's got a motorsports club, and this year's the first year that they're the motorsports club is actually building two cars. One is an internal combustion engine, and the other is an electric uh, mm-hmm. engine. So so they're they're even getting into it, and and it's not the first time we've seen racing uh, actually get into uh, electric cars. They're they're doing well. That's Formula the, did you one see the?
1: Tesla had a road test at like a zero to 60 against uh was it a Lamborghini or a, I think it was a Lamborghini and it beat it zero to 60 in yeah. less time than the Lamborghini.
0: Yeah. Electric is, is definitely <clears throat> better for acceleration. Uh, something else this week, uh, Tesla has, uh, unveiled a, um, uh, over the road truck, big truck, heavy duty. That. Uh, and, uh, if they could actually be successful with that this is uh this is definitely a disruption, but it's uh there's there's potential there and uh earlier this year there was a Budweiser convoy of trucks yeah. driven by one single individual. There were three trucks in the convoy he went five hundred miles uh two trucks autonomous. Uh, one driver. They had a person, I think, in every vehicle, but there was only one individual that was driving it. This is like a, a road train now, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh, that that technology is is a possibility. You guys talked about uh, charging, and there's there's a lot of uh, folks out there trying to solve this charging issue. Number one, probably, is Tesla with their their battery technology. They're ramping up, but uh, believe it or not, Qualcomm has this idea that. Uh, you could put panels in the road, yep. and as the car drives down the road, it can be recharging wirelessly while, driving. while it's driving down the road. Now that is probably more to uh, uh, to the point uh, Bill made as to you know a utility company becoming a growth industry. I would imagine that that's going to be yeah, well. Qualcomm's got the technology, and Qualcomm's pretty good about figuring out how to protect it with patents um until apple comes along anyway but uh you're right it is it has been cheaper it it got a boost in the last couple of weeks because uh uh, broadcom's talking about buying them but the uh the thing that you have to think about is that utility company is probably the most likely source to install uh panels in a road that would allow a car to uh to charge wirelessly going forward so um there's a lot going on in that space. Uh, it's really hard to say who's going to win. Uh, Intel uh, makes a lot of the chips and technology that are going into those cars, and, and uh, that might be a good source if you want to buy an individual stock. Uh, otherwise, you know, just hang on to technology. And let's face it, KC, we just had this conversation. Yeah, earnings are up 24% in the last quarter, but uh, the price looks a bit steep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, unless you got – a little more granular and got one of the players you have the potential to get picked off a little bit right now in the market. So uh, I guess this is the time when we talk about what's going to happen going forward. Jennifer, what is the market going to do? Go up. Oh, there we go. KC. I like it to go up, Troy. Well, who doesn't like the market go up? If you're invested and we... Always encourage folks to be invested if uh, they don't need the cash in the next little bit. Listening to Money Talks, thank you. See you next week.
3: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only.